Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. We are lucky to be joined by Seth King. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. The honor is all on this side of the, the table, so the virtual table, I guess. My my friend Carolina said, you've got to go watch this guy's comedy. Go find him at uh, Late Notes. So you're doing you're doing some some comedy on Instagram that is just absolute gold. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, uh, sure. I don't know if it's called, and I'm honored. Caroline is now my one of my favorite people, but she, uh, uh, she's not, not wrong. I guess I'm trying. I, I put out some notes whenever my kids are late for school or they're appearing to be late. Um, the, the, the idea was to shame them into being on time originally, and then uh, some of the teachers liked them, and the administrators and the, the attendance office where my kids go to school, and so we started posting them, and uh, lo and behold people like them as well so that's kind of how it was born but i'm kind of a i'm a functional lunatic as a dad anyway so surprised i was able to <laughs> have kids so <laughs> how many kids do you for, have for the state to allow me i have five i have five kids and they range from you know i have an 18 year old daughter in college um and then i have a, a six-year-old son in first grade and it's a kind of kind of a too big of a spread i'm going to be honest <laughs> that's amazing we're at, i have six four and one so my oldest is your youngest and i'm like the jump from two to three was huge five that is like that's that's amazing much respect to you no it, it's totally true when you go from like two on two to being outnumbered like a basketball game it's um it's a little, it's they're very difficult to handle especially when they're so tiny and fast and nimble so your your late notes uh, just just coincidentally today we haven't been late too much it's always a complete circus getting out of the house but today it just wasn't going to happen so i had to walk the two kids in while holding the one-year-old and you had to fill out the tardy slip and had i had the time i would have been as clever as you but they asked you like your name your dad's name and reason and i just told the lady i was like just write dad and she, she laughed. So <laughs> it, it was a little shorter than yours, but I, I, I got a chuckle out of it. So. No, that, that's perfect. That is, and that's, that's a better reason than most of mine. And that's usually the reason. So if you had to distill it down to one thing, it's usually dad. And it's my fault. I saw you post just some fantastic ones. Are there ever any that you like wouldn't share on social media because they're just too wrong or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, my sense of humor sometimes goes a little, let's call it light blue. And my, uh, I, I decide, you know, it's probably not good to, to put this or that or the other, um, on, on Instagram, but not usually, usually I'm, I, I write them with the, you know, the idea in mind that somebody's going to have to read this and I don't want to be too embarrassing for my kids. I do want them to be embarrassed enough for not, uh, for them to be on time, you know, in the future, but not too embarrassing where they have to hide their face every time they walk by that attendance office manager. So. Yeah. I like that. I read, uh, I read actually there was an article about you and creating this stuff. And that was, there was some thought behind like why you're doing it. And I thought there was some good, good points you made. What, what are some of the reasons you do it? You think? Uh, yeah, I think, um, uh, initially it was really literally to shame my daughter into being on time and to motivate her <laughs> to, you know, cause it was embarrassing for her to have to present this, you know, ridiculous excuse, as to why she was late. She was in junior high at the time. Now she's in college, but she was in junior high at the time. So every little, you know, she was so sensitive to everything. I know nobody can relate with that in terms of teenage girls um, or even boys for that matter, being sensitive at that age. But um, she was, I mean, it was too much, you know, for her to even bear to take this note in. 
And so I saw like a, a market change in her behavior almost immediately um, as I started writing these notes. And so it was, it was effective, but I also had fun with it. I started getting a little too fun with it probably, but it, 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 it was a creative writing exercise as well at some point. So. They were amazing. The artwork, the penmanship, well done. I'm really impressed. Uh, that's, I'm flattered. Thank you, Rob. You're, I'm, that's very nice of you. Let's take a quick break for our dad tip of the week brought to you by Kickstart Reading. Do you have kids between the ages of three and six? I've got two boys, and when my older son was going into kindergarten, my wife and I quickly learned that we had no idea how to teach him how to read. We found Kickstart Reading and watched one two-minute video together, and you could see his confidence take off. Bonus, I felt like dad of the year. Here's another dad talking about how Kickstart Reading is helping his boys learn how to read. Hey there, this is Chris Heller, and I'm a big fan of Kickstart Reading. Each morning before school, I show a video to my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and now his little two-year-old brother is getting in on the action as well. I'm a big fan of the videos. Highly consumable and engaging for young boys. Definite recommend for all parents out there who are looking to get their kids off to the right start with reading. Kickstart Reading. Go to kickstartreading.com and use the code DAD to get 65% off right now. That's D-A-D, DAD. See? It works. Kickstartreading.com. Now back to the show. So five kids. We like to do a dad tip of the week on here. I'm sure you have lots. Can you give uh, me and other dads out there a dad tip? Um, well, my dad tip, I think I, I tried to think about like, what could I possibly suggest that hasn't already been suggested by, before by much greater dads than myself. Um, and I think I've got, I've kind of gotten into this habit where my, my youngest boys, especially right now, uh, and younger kids tend to have it, think they have it figured out in terms of like, uh, you know, I don't want to go to bed. Uh, you know, I want to watch a movie. And so I've kind of adopted this thing where within reason, I will let them execute their plan, but I will preempt it with like, well, if, uh, you know, if we watch a movie, chances are, um, I have a, a nine-year-old who's so ornery in the morning if he hasn't gotten enough sleep. And I said to him, you know, Nolan, if, if, if we watch this movie, chances are you're going to be tired and, and grumpy in the morning, but it's up. I mean, I guess I'll let you, you decide and I'll stay up with you and I'll watch this movie. And so, you know, one time he did and he woke up the next morning, I, you know, I'm trying to, get him awake and he was not having it. And I, I told him in that moment, I'm like, Hey, you wanted this. Remember, this is something that you wanted. Now I think within reason, I, I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, I want to ride down this hill without a helmet on. I, I you know, at, at some point, you know, you got to kind of like balance that, but definitely um, he, he kind of uh, agreed that, you know, he, that was too late to stay up and watch a movie on a school night. And so now he polices himself a little bit. And I, you know, I've tried to adopt that a little bit. I think when my kids um, say that, you know, I, sometimes I'll ask them, like, what, when you're a parent, what will you do differently than, you know, what mom and dad do? And sometimes some really good suggestions come out of that. And, and sometimes, usually it's, you know, oh, I have all of a vending machine that's free, that's full of candy that I can get anytime I want. It's something unrealistic. But sometimes the feedback is really um, worthwhile. And, and their opinions are, it also helps them feel like their opinions are valid and that they're being listened to. And so, yeah, I, I tried as much as I can to kind of um, let them have a say or I I insert their their own parenting tips into their own upbringing within reason, again. So um, we have a pretty uh, open relationship and, and our communication is um, really good in that regard. And, and I, 
I think making sure that they know that their opinions and their feelings are valid is, is something that my dad always taught me growing up and my mom as well. And, and uh, I think it's good to, to kind of keep that trend alive in my family. Yeah, that's great. Asking them questions. I, I listened to uh, James Altucher. He's got teenage daughters and he's got this big stance about he really didn't want them to go to college because he kind of doesn't believe in the model anymore. And they ended up going, but he would have these really tough conversations and he would use this trick that he said where he said, because she would just stonewall him when he, when he started talking about it. But the trick that he used was, if you were me, how would you suggest we talk about, you know, your future plans? Are you going to college and like empowering her? And it like got her talking about it. And he's like, even though I lost that battle, she went to college and, you know, but he's like, now it will open the door. So when they're older, you know, maybe, and they have real issues that maybe they'll come to him. So he says, right, putting it in their corner. And how would you do this if you were the parent? I'm going to start using that too. Yeah, no, that's, that's brilliant. And, and I, I think, you know, with my daughter, who's now in college, um, and she, she does dance. And I think dance was a big motivator for her, go to, her to go to college. But um, she also is getting fantastic grades. And, but I think this kind of trend of us really having these honest conversations about you know, what she doesn't like or does like about what I'm doing to parent her um, has really created this open dialogue between us. And now that she's in college, we, you know, we, we talk like we're old friends. And, and I really love it. It makes, uh, it makes me feel like, you know, like a better dad than I really am. And it also helps me to feel like I'm involved in her life and, and know what's going on because she's not afraid to talk to me about some of those things. So you've got five. So there's a middle child in there somewhere. I've got three, a six, four, and one-year-old. And I've always, I've always heard about this middle child syndrome, and we're experiencing it some. Do you have any <laughs> tips with uh, how to deal with uh, middle child syndrome and you know make them feel valued? You know. Yeah. No. I, I think my so my middle child is Sophia, and she's um, she's 13 years old, and she's already a pistol and pretty passionate and got a lot of energy and and fire in her belly. And, and yeah, so I think there's two things in this regard. Um, you know, the middle child from the perspective of the parents, and then there's the middle child in perspective to the other siblings. And so she, I think there is a tendency for, you know, because she's the middle child for these kind of the older clique and the younger clique to develop within the family, um, especially with five kids, you know, the, the two youngest kind of pal around together and the two oldest kind of uh, really relate to each other pretty well. And then she's kind of left kind of either ebbing and flowing between the older, older group and the younger group, depending upon, you know, the activity that's going on. And, and um, I think that's hard for her because I think there are times where she wants to be included in the older, but then she's also wants to be included in the younger. Um, so trying to kind of mediate that is, has been a very challenging thing from a, from a parental perspective, like letting her know that, um, you know, she's valued in both groups or in both on both ends of the spectrum. Um, it's kind of, I think, hard for her to understand. Um, but as far as like from a per parenting standpoint, uh, as far as I'm her parent and my wife is her parent, we we try to do this thing where, where we'll call it, we call it, you know, mommy, daddy, Sophie time or mommy, daddy, Nolan time, whatever, mommy, daddy, Bella time. And it's like a really juvenile phrase and we kind of have fun with it. But um, we try to make sure that, you know, there are times of the week where we're just taking her and going with her, um, either one of us or both of us together, and having almost like a date where we, um, even if it's just to a, you know, a, a store to walk around or, and just chat or to go grab a, a cookie or, I don't know, ice cream, 
we, we try to make a point of making all of our kids feel special in that regard. And, and she's, she's mentioned to me before how much she loves, you know, mommy, daddy, Sophie time, um, because it, it helps her feel like she's not just kind of floating in the middle of this sea of kids in the family. And, and, um, so it has, it, it does, it does have an impact. And, and I still haven't figured out the best way to traverse how to kind of help her feel like she's part of the, you know, the older group and the younger group at the same time, regardless of her, you know, station within the family unit. So, um, any suggestions are welcome in that regard. That's a good one. I mean, we, we had uh, Jesse Itzler on the show and he's got four kids under 10 and that was his dad tip schedule one-on-one time with your kids. He's like, they crave it, they need it. And it's good for you too. So we started doing it too. It's me. I'll take one and my wife will take a lot of divide and conquering going on here. Right. Yeah. I listen. I listen to that and I totally agree. Like scheduling the time and um, sometimes it's impromptu, you know, but most of the time it's like, Hey, this Wednesday, when you don't have dance, let's go grab ice cream and chat and see how, you know, I just want to see how you're doing. Uh, talk to you. I haven't talked to you for a few days or whatever. And, and it's been good. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Very wise words. Uh, awesome, Seth. I, I can't wait to have you on for more. You'll have to do a uh, takeover Tuesday and, and take the mic and give us some dad comedy. Talk about some of your late notes that you're planning. <laughs> I would love to. I would love it. I, uh, I've always got ideas. Sometimes I don't have excuses to write them, but yeah, I'd, I'd love it. You let me know. And I'm honored to be a part of the heartthrob Rob show. So let me know. <laughs> For sure. Where can uh, people learn more about what you're doing? Um, I, my Instagram handle is at late notes and I have one at Seth J King where I, you know, do some stuff and then I'm on Facebook as well. And I'm, I'm friends with everybody. So if you, if you want to be my friend, I'd love it. But if you don't, uh, go be somebody's friend. I love it. Love it. And I'm telling you, look at this guy, Seth's late notes. Just look at it. You'll, it, it will make your day just to see what he does to his kids when he sends them to school. You had one about like Bane and Batman. It was just like, it was just pure comedy. Well done. <laughs> well, I'm honored. That, made, that makes my day. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. All right, Seth. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you being on. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars. We could do better than that. Brooks? Infinity. Infinity stars. Cameron? How many stars? Infinity thousand. Infinity thousand. You got to one-up them in this household. Thanks. See you.